لكل شيء إذا ما تم نقصان فلا يغر بطيب العيش إنسان هي الأمور كما اللهم صل وسلم على نبينا محمد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته and welcome to the caravan sarai my name is Bilal and I am one third of your hosting trio joined by brothers Umar and Sadman and joining us for today's episode is brother Yusuf Al Hattab. Yusuf is a PhD student in engineering at the International Islamic University of Malaysia. Yusuf is a native of the Gaza Strip, and in this episode, he will be telling us about what life is like in Gaza, its history, and his thoughts on the future of Palestine. Yusuf, so, you know, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, your family. Bismillah, assalamualaikum. Thank you for uh, inviting me here, guys. My name is Yusuf Al-Hattab. I'm from Palestine. I live in Gaza. Now I currently live in Malaysia. Actually, I just left my country to proceed my studying and continue my master and PhD in Malaysia. All my family members live in Palestine, in Gaza. And I studied in Al-Azhar University. I got my bachelor over there and I lived all my life just except the last three years of my life outside Gaza. So I have been to Gaza 25 years. Mashallah. Since the first day I was born in. Well, wow, where did you uh, study in Gaza? Like in Azhar, what did you study? I studied in Azhar University. I took my bachelor in Azhar University. We have a branch actually. It, it used to belong to the Azhar University in Egypt. Because you know that like 100 years or less than 100, sorry, 70 years, Egypt was the one who controlled Gaza. So mm-hmm. Gaza was belonging to Egypt for a while. So after 1919, I think 82, uh, everything changed upside down. Mm-hmm. Or 1994, I think. So uh, everything I changed upside down and the Gaza and West Bank became uh, like the world identified as a state. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you and you were so you were born in Gaza. That's right. Yes, man. And that was like what before 1984. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no, man. Yusuf was 92, right? 91. Ah, uh, 92. I okay, was born okay. 92 in December. Okay. okay. So how how was it anyway? Like being born in Gaza, like at that time. I guess it was under Israeli occupation. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually the first day, I, the day I was born in. Uh, it was curfew, I think. It says like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Even, uh, yeah, this story, actually, it's known. Like, yeah. So they stopped the car I was in with my parents and my neighbor. Yeah, the first day they stopped it, and my father said to the Jewish, I, my wife just gave a breath, just let me go. Then he mm. said, it's okay. Go. Okay, mashallah. Wait, so yeah. wait, were you delivered in the car, or did you actually go No, I don't know. We had car, actually. Yeah. We, we used, my family at that time used to be rich. So oh, we sure. have we have cars. No, he's asking, were you born in the car or in the no, hospital? No, no, bro, no, bro. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, man. I said you are asking about the car. No, I was born no, no. in uh, uh, Al Ma'madani. Actually, it is a Christian uh, hospital. Al Ma'madani Hospital. Mm-hmm. So they oh. moved me after that. It's close to my home, ten minutes by car. Okay. okay. And what was your, you know, kind of upbringing like in Gaza as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult before you went over to uh, Actually, Malaysia? So in my life, you kind of divided it to two stages. The, the stage when I was in Gaza, then the stage I, when I left Gaza. First, first of all, even the, my life in Gaza, it was for two stages, let, let me say. From 
the first day I born until 2008, the situation was quite good actually. And my father's business used to be good. Even my grandfather used to be like the coffee trader in Gaza. But after that, everything like went down for many after, reasons. Okay. After 2008, before that, mm-hmm. we used to have a good life actually. Even I'm saying a good life for like someone who's under 17, you know. So he just need to go somewhere here. He doesn't want to travel. He just want to go around the neighborhood. He wants to eat. He wants to have money. So my life was fine at that time. After 2008, the life started to get difficult and difficult. My grandfather, he lost his business. My father, even his business got down. My brother lost his salary. And yeah, the difficult, uh, the situation got worse after 2008. And especially now, after 2012, it got worse and worse. You know, the second war, even after, like, we had a good life, uh, we had a good life in, during Morsi judgment when he was a president, president of uh, Egypt. This year was good, good year for Gaza. So everyone could travel. We had electricity, even the Egyptian goods. We don't need to bring anything or import anything from Israel. So everything was in our hands, easy just to bring it here. If you could backtrack a bit, just what what happened in 2008 that first made it so difficult? Actually, the siege started in 2006, the end of 2006. And okay. why did that start? Was that because of resistance? No, yeah, because peasants? of resistance, they kidnapped a soldier to free Palestinian prisoner. Okay. Uh, okay. So his name is Shalit, if you remember that. Yeah. So... so and After so, that, sorry, sorry if I yeah. can interrupt. So this war, which started in 2006, led to the loss of your brother's employment and your father's and your grandfather's it business? Start, it started from this. Uh, yeah, it started okay. from this. The, like, the business, like, it didn't went down immediately. It went gradually, actually. So do you, looking back, do you think that it was good on the Gazans to have that resistance, or should they have just... Of course, bro. Listen, we could have a good life, actually. You know... Now my, I know many people in Gaza, they got a call, just please give us what you have and just come take whatever you want. And wherever you want, we'll give you. You want it in Australia, in Switzerland, you want it in USA. We'll keep this money in that bank and we'll ask you to come to cross the border and go wherever you want. Just please stop what you are doing. So, but you know that like this land and the thing they are doing, they believe in. It's, um, it's my religious, it's my Islam. So... No one left that. Before that, actually, if you see, even the Palestinian during 19 and 18 used to be not that religious. Before 19, let's say before 19. 19s. So they used to be not religious. So they used to go to Jewish and many of them, they got married from Jewish. And they could like, not, we cannot say they fit into their culture, but they were close. So we, I still have one in, uh, member of my family. He calls uh, his... Uh, Jewish friend, mm-hmm. but not that much. It's not like that. He's one among like two thousand or three thousand one. So that's okay. why, like in two thousand and eight, it started the first war. By the way. Mm-hmm. So the religious revival of the Gazans happened happened before the first war. Correct? It happened before two thousand and six. It happened actually. You can say start in the end of eighteenth. Yeah, in the nineteen eighty. 
1989. It started from this point, like before you were born. Yes, the, uh, some people that are leaders are now. These people made the movement at that time, and the people start to get back to, like you know, mm. to this Islam. revolution. Mm. Is that the, the leaders of? Say, yeah, the leader they are now. The the Hamas. Uh, yeah, Hamas. Hamas you had. Mm. It started from that time. Actually, they start before five years before in Egypt or eight years before in Egypt, but they could not move to Gaza. You know, because the ideology that Muslim Brotherhood had at that time, I cannot fight. I have to build. So, but in 19, 1989, it started. So the okay, people started so, to make their movement. So the people started to change in 1989. Yeah, I was it because... This. Yeah, was it because they were kind of tired of the PLO and the and the secularism that they were pushing, and they no, wanted they to try something? No, they were tired because of Israel. Okay, but uh, but because... I, I guess the question would be, why was there a shift from secularism, which the PLO was more secular towards kind of religious based yeah, okay, parties? Okay. You know, I told you because at that time Egypt used to control, so the Gazan moved where to Egypt. At that time, there was, you can say, like Muslim Brotherhood and the Islamic Revolution in Egypt. So they start to learn. Majority of the leaders now, they got their idea from Egypt, guys. And all of them, they, their ideology started from the Muslim Brotherhood idea. So if you want to say that Al-Jihad, okay, they are away from Muslim Brotherhood, but they started from Muslim, even the secular group, by the way, they started from this group. So they took the idea, they learned, they brought it to Gaza. They start to protest, they start to write on the wall, uh, throw stone on the Jewish. And uh, like Al-Intifada, I don't know what, uh, can we say it in English here, Intifada, but it's like non-war. Like when they start to throw a stone. Well, what was the main uh, idea like that really bring it back? I told you the people, uh, the, uh, the people sent their children to learn in Egypt. Hmm. So these children grow up where in Egypt, mm-hmm. and the Egyptian they have like the uh, the main reason for that. We can say that I'm not gonna say like you will hear from other like P.O.L. is the one who brought uh, Palestine to the view again. Hmm. Okay, they the, they could, but I I'm talking about the Islamic revolution in Gaza. It started Maybe. from Egypt. It okay, so a- after after kind of uh, Egyptian religious ideology entered mm-hmm. Gaza, yes, um, I guess how did it affect um, the average Muslim? Like, how much more religious religious did they come? Started going to masjids more, did they yeah, build more masjids? It's not. Uh, 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 we cannot say that people uh, came to the mosque immediately. The people, even when they used to go uh, to work with Jewish or to fit themselves with Jewish, they used to pray. They didn't totally like forget the religious, but when these people came, they made the lighter, as we say, like the gas was there, but the, these people came, they brought the lighter and they make the fire. So they start to speak in the mosque. The people like the uh, idea, my like my my children, you know, it's kind of a bride in Palestine. My children is uh, is fighting Jewish. My brother is fighting. We have this kind of like bride. Oh, he's a fighter. So, so when they, so when they when they came and started speaking and preaching in the masjid, yeah, the people what, put it. No, nah, but what were they talking about? Were they talking about let's free Palestine? Uh, let's free, but from the Adola. Islam, uh, from the uh, Islamic perspective, you know, because okay. we had we had P O L at that time. 
yeah, yeah we, no. we had fighters. So, but we're we'll, more secular, صحيح? Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, they build their idea in secular, uh, on this ideology, but they are not. Okay. Some of them, like the, the old people, already passed. Now, if you can see now the new generation of them, they totally uh, the idea for them is totally unacceptable. Mm. Okay, you are you are you are my leader, but I saw your your idea. Wasn't that enough? I need to change. I need to move on. So the 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 current you're saying the current PLO is more inclined to religion and deen. the members of them especially if we if they are like three or four degree especially the the base the base of them they mm. are more islamic okay all right okay so so what would since the plo is more religious now than it used to be what is the difference then between hamas and the plo if they're both kind of religious they still now? if if we want to say Listen, if one say to be honest, uh, the BOL is religious. We cannot say literally as Hamas, because you know now you can see some religious people they don't have beard in the mosque, right? So when I, once I see these people, I know they are BOL, but they are religious. My uncle is one of them. Okay, he has mm-hmm. he has no beard, but he he calls adhan for every day. He yeah. comes to the mosque every day, so, so they are. So- st- Afan Yusuf, just for those of us who don't know, like who is the PLO? Which part of Palestine are they in charge of? Um, as opposed to who is Hamas and which part of Palestine again, they are Again, again, sorry, man, I didn't get it. As in, if you can just explain, um, who is the PLO and which part of Palestine do they control? Yep. And uh, as opposed to Hamas and Gaza. They are now they are control POL. Uh, we call it Fatih. Like now, the um, one who controls it. His name is Mahmoud Abbas. But okay. now they have many group inside. Everyone wants to just to separate and make his own group on the name of this. So we have Muhammad Dahalan. We have uh, someone, his name is Al Barghouti. He's a prisoner. And we have yeah. another one. He, he just recently came up. No, so there are four groups. They are fighting each other. But the most uh, stronger one is Mahmoud Abbas. Okay. But he's still like. He's, he's losing his power, especially after the last war. He's mm. losing his power and he's losing his base, bro. His supporter okay. and this guy. Like even and, and he's, 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 he's in controlling, charge of... He's controlling uh, West Bank, but as you can see, West, the Bank, West, now. Uh, West Bank now, all of them, even the uh, Songars of them, and the people are not religious. Look at the, in the Jerusalem. You can see that the, the youth or girls or boys over there are not religious. You can see the girls without hijab. Boys, they make that Gaza, yes, yes. But they still like, uh, okay, they are not religious, by the way, but they still have the desire to free Palestine. So, but Mm. they, and they they still have the desire to support Mahmoud Abbas, but after this war, like, every, the supporter of him, like, as we can see, has dropped. Dropped, and like, he cannot say, because he knows what happened. He could not move just for Jerusalem. So Mm. why he's my president? So he feels shame now on him when he took uh, or defense uh, this man. Okay. But yeah. then how are the people in West Bank, how are they living compared to those in Gaza? Uh, honestly, we cannot say. They, uh, they are good, better than us. They have electricity. They have water every day. They cannot travel. But the situation of them, especially the economics. I met many of them here. I can yeah. say like my situation, the situation I used to have, before the siege is better than West Bank. 
Yeah, they mm. are normal people, not that rich as we think. Yeah, they are not that rich, but the, their situation is still better than Gaza. Mm. They have they have their own job, they have their own uh, like good life, the fundamental of the life to have house, to have electricity, to have water every day, to travel whenever you want. So they have this kind of life. And are they still oppressed by the Jews over there? Every day, yes. Every day, yeah. Subhanallah. Do you know like examples of of how that happens or what happens? Like, so you need uh, every day the the what what is I think settler the one who lives now in West Bank. What is called? Um, Settlers, yeah. Settlers, yeah. Every day they go to the Palestine and they burn their trees. Even like just four years ago, they burn all the family. Yeah, the burning of the family, and you can see that uh, why the last uh, war happened because these people they came to Jerusalem to the Al Aqsa Mosque, and they used to come every day actually, but this time they have like uh, celebrating for that, or they have the special day Al Aqsa Day, so they just wanted to come to make sure that like, or to emphasize their like their their being over there. So they just wanted to emphasize. Then the Palestinian called to be there. Then they clutched each other, and Gaza wasn't the line. And Gaza, after that, as you can see, they stopped everything. So the Jewish went many steps back. So they said, like, they forget already, and no one came because they have been coming to the mosque since a while ago, and no one stopped them. But this time it changed. Like every day, 100, 200 uh, Israel uh, enters a mosque in their shoes. And no one asks them, what are you doing? It's just a few people over there. But this time, everyone came from West Bank. And even the 48 lands, they came and they, they made the rebat in Al-Aqsa Mosque. So that what was... This is like, the yeah, yeah, that was the, like, the strangest thing happened to Palestine since a while. You can see mm-hmm. the Gaza and the Western uh, the, the people who live in West Bank. And the people live in, they have the Israel citizenship, by the way. The people live in 48 lands. 48 uh, lands. Yeah, 48. So they live inside Israel. There are about 2 million, less than 2 million. Okay. But, yeah. so there's I think he's referring to the, the ah, 1948 they, lands. They, they, yeah. they hold the guns for the first time. And that was better than the missiles came up, came out from Gaza. You know, Haifa, Haifa was, Haifa or Yaffa, I forget the uh, city. It was empty of Jewish because of some people who were there. So the Jewish have the idea in their minds, I'm not here anymore. So imagine that just 20 or 31 hold the weapons and you are living in a city where like around 200 or 300 Jewish around you. And just a few people came with guns, you immediately left it. You didn't keep it. So they have the idea, I'm not going to live here. It's not my land. I'm coming here to enjoy. And you know that's mm-hmm. the facilities that Israel government give to them. Once you reach the uh, the airport, you get the citizenship. Of uh, being a, a Jewish, once you reach the airport, you take the citizenship. You just need to pass some uh, exams in their language and some other exams. So then you, uh, became, you become uh, uh, Israel citizenship. So Yusuf, when when you were growing up, did you have any um, interactions with the uh, Israelis, the Jewish? My area, I live next to the border, guys. Mm-hmm. So I saw the tank, I saw the soldier, 
and there's so many uh, kind of this stuff. Sorry, if we could backtrack a moment um, mm. to the uh, difference between the governments in Gaza and the West Bank, why is it that the West Bank has stopped using armed violence, whereas Gaza seems to be using it? Uh, Actually, I cannot say. For Gaza, it's my uh, like the thing I believe in. But for for the one who lives in West Bank, I cannot believe that someone is coming to beat you. And he's saying there is like a famous like viral video for Mahmoud Abbas. He said, if they come to beat me, I will tell him, may Allah forgive you. Then I'll make dua on him. Doesn't <laughs> he said well, like that in the in United States? Did he really? Okay, did not. Yeah, did not, did not I see that video. Be, yeah, I, I can send you the video. I cannot believe it, bro. If even if my brother he come he he comes to beat me, I will stop him. Even this is Allah order. When uh, like we made adil, bro. If you don't want to be muhsin, at least make adil. Not when he comes to beat me. Oh, may Allah forgive you. Even the animal will not do that. So I cannot explain even uh, seriously, bro. I don't know the mentality of them. Please just let me uh, let tell me how. Yeah, I told them the animal cannot accept that. For the Gazan, yeah, I I, I believe in this idea. So I'm, if you are strong, everyone will respect you. Otherwise, everyone will kick you. And mm. this the thing we are seeing now. Look at the West Bank now, and look at the Gaza. Everyone is calling Gazan. The Gazan, they have no government that the world uh, identify it as a government. But all the world now is calling them. So once okay. you, so, so once you're you saying, the, you're yeah. saying being passive. Doesn't work, pretty much. Of course, bro. <laughs> you have to be aggressive. <laughs> so why are you still in Malaysia then? <laughs> no, seriously, bro. You have to be that. The animal look at the lions but, and everything. But can't you say, Yusuf, that you know maybe they're worried, like in in West Bank, for example, that you know children are gonna die, women are gonna become widows. Bro, if you want, even Jivara, they, even this movement in West, uh, in, in non-Muslim countries, they made this movement. You cannot achieve your uh, victory without blood, without sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah, but, even but the animal, if they want to hunt, they, they have to sacrifice in their bodies and the, the, even in some of their members. Yeah, you're right, 100%. But when you don't have the, the backing, the support of the other Muslims and you're pretty much left uh, isolated and stranded by yourself, there's, yeah, bro, there's, what, there's not much you can do with against pretty much the superpower so i mean america le- is supporting why israel why we are learning sorry my guys why we are learning islam you know our prophet Muhammad, in, in the eye in the like in the mind of a human when he was making hijrah from mecca to al Medina, he was running away isn't it mm-hmm. he was running away we don't like if one said to non-muslim he's, he was running away but when the kisra looked after him he told him go back i will give you the rest of kisra so why we are learning? He was alone. And in like in the idea, if we are seeing a movie, he was running away. Allahumma salli Sayyidina Muhammad. But he promised him, go, go back, I'll give you the rest of Kisra. This the thing we have to believe in. Once I be with Allah, Allah will give me everything. Gaza is alone, bro. Under the siege for more than 16 years. And we are like kicked by all the human. Muslim, non-Muslim, Arab, non-Arab. But all the human, but not at the last war, everyone is calling Gaza to come to defense him. I, I was here next to the mosque here in UAE. Then one Somalian told me, he told me if anyone comes to beat me in Somalia, should I call Gaza? <laughs> I told him, <laughs> 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 
And this is the thing it has to, everyone has to believe. Once I'll be with Allah, every, everything will be down, bro. خلاص, I can make whatever I want. So if, if I, I can ask, if if I I can ask a follow-up question here. Wait, wait, if I don't want to sacrifice, this I what I need for my factory, bro. I need to sacrifice. I need, I need it, it, it must to be like this. Okay, to, to ask a follow-up question here. So, yes. um, you know, we've seen now several Arab countries, if we're just, we can use UAE as an example. So the UAE has recognized Israel and it's established relations with Israel and other countries will follow suit. And they have followed suit. They have followed suit, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So how has this affected Gazans now that they know that s some Arab countries are just openly saying we're okay with Israel? Or does, Actually, has I it changed? Know, I, I don't know. But you know, Zawaj Orfi Bilal, I think you know it. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think you know what you're talking they about. They were made it in Israel. Now are they making it as a board. Now everyone can see it. This is okay, what we are yeah. saying about this uh, relationship. They used to be like this since the first That's day. Who, who brought Israel to, to Palestine, bro? Who brought them? The Arab there. Who brought them now? They uh, are telling me that like, we just normalized the relationship with Israel because we want to defend uh, Jerusalem. What happened in, in Jerusalem now? What happened in Al-Aqsa Mosque? Say uh, the opposite what you are saying. And so... Uh, you know, there are several Arab countries now, like we just talked about, that are, you know, they went from, uh, you know, kind of working with Israel secretly to working with Israel openly. But who in Gaza uh, do do the Gazans really like? Do they like Turkey? Do they like Iran? Who's who's your biggest supporter in the Muslim world? We cannot say any government that supports too much, even apart from Turkish. But we can say the human themselves, the people themselves, they support. Like in Malaysia, you cannot say the government, okay, they are helping. Indonesia, they are helping. But the people themselves, the one who makes everything. It's not the government. The government wants to stop everything. So even in Turkish, bro, even in Turkish, even if Erdogan said we are going to move our army, but they cannot do that unless the people moves. You know, even in Syria, you can see many movement in Syria. It's not the government, the people themselves. So there is no like single supportive government in all the world for the Palestine issue, bro. But the people themselves. How, how do you feel when you see like people protesting? Oh, bro, that's the the, that's better than seeing like our missiles in the capital of uh, Israel. Seriously, man, everyone likes that. Everyone, when they talk about us, like, خلاص, Alhamdulillah, the Muslim uh, outside they still remember us. They know <laughs> some people <are> there. <laughs> yeah, they, they, especially after the donation, bro. You know, the donation because Gaza has nothing right mm -hmm. nothing inside gaza we don't have factory we don't make anything everything is exported so even imported, the, yeah. uh, imported sorry so even the money over there no one has his own like income he is like 80 percentage of people over there depend on the donation so it was cut for a while so when this donation came it like it it moves something in gaza especially today the egyptian egyptian move send many tools for rebuilding the building in Gaza. And that like make, like, you know, the people, they still feel some hope. Yeah, I can build it again. Yusuf, so when you first came to Malaysia, how was, uh, like, what was your outlook on the Muslims? Oh, actually, because when I yeah, was in Gaza, man, when I was in Gaza, you know, everyone Yeah, what did bad, you think about the Muslims was, was before? Bad, has a bad uh, perspective on Muslims, actually. 
especially really? Gaza. Yeah. So no one believes in Muslims outside. Even if someone came to a Muslim, they would look salam alaikum salam, just go. So this is before so, you came to Malaysia. You used yeah, to yeah, think so of... yeah, majority of them. Not, we cannot say bad perspective, but like it's not that trust. I don't right. trust that much. Like you don't believe in the Muslims as much. Yeah, because I don't know them. So when I left Gaza, the first thing changed on my view: the Egyptian themselves, bro, the army. I met the army. I met the intelligence. They were so kind. They were like uh, real Muslims. You know that mm-hmm. once you leave Gaza, please don't talk with the intelligence. Don't talk with the army. But once I left, they met me at the border. Are you the one? My own people, they told me, please be careful with this man. Or who are you? Then I saw like a good people, actually. During mm-hmm. all my journey. Until now, alhamdulillah, all the Muslims I saw, I have been to Indonesia, Malaysia. Even I was being, uh, I have been to Dubai, but just inside the airport, even Singapore. All the Muslims over there, once they, they you saw that, uh, said man. Mm-hmm. Once they know I'm Palestinian, like, oh, khalas. Yeah. Someone here. No, but I, like, if you want to go back to Palestine now, Gaza, right? Yeah. You have to pay a lot of money, right? To cross the Egyptian border. When I want to go outside. Yeah, when, when you I want go. to go back. When yeah. you come, it's not that bad. When you come, it's not that bad. Yeah, but still, it's not that bad. But when, if you want to go get out back? of Gaza... To come back to okay. here, you need you need too much money, especially if you want to travel in the same day, or otherwise you have to wait for months, months. Did you have passports as a, as a Gazan? Yeah, yeah, I have. Or passport. Palestinian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pal- Palestinian passport. Yeah, Palestinian passport. Okay. Don't yeah, the strongest passport in all the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I asked because you know uh, majority of the international students who come to Malaysia they go back all the time but you've been in Malaysia almost three years now right and you don't you haven't gone back it's it's difficult actually I need around if I want to go and come back I need around three to four thousand dollars US dollars right three thousand dollars you can see yeah yeah that much money it's a lot of money yeah we could go back three four times with that money yeah because I need like one thousand for the ticket five hundred it has to be with you if Anything happens if you want to be like sure. any money No, so why is it so expensive though to go back? To go back is not expensive, bro. That's just the ticket. So it's only one thousand to go back. Yeah, but if you want to get out of Gaza. Oh, okay. If you want to come back to Malaysia, yeah. that's where you're spending the money. Yeah, you need another okay. two thousand. And and that's 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 to legally leave Gaza, but how is it uh, do Gazans frequently leave Gaza illegally? Like, do they use tunnels or no? No, things they that... stop everything. The tunnel, خلاص. it's done. Mm. Okay, I was I wasn't sure. You know, because yeah. yeah, yeah, it's done. It's done long time ago, bro. How, how did so, they finish the tunnels? Bro, they freed the area. Like, even they kicked their own people in the Egypt side, five kilometers away from the Gazan border, and they put. Wow. They put the duck a tunnel, hold the border, and they put water from the sea. Mm-hmm. Wow! Uh, like the depth of it, I think twenty-five meters. Yeah, so they big. went to really big extremes. So yeah, that you they, they have been building it since goods. 2012. Bro. Subhanallah. Yeah, the, even the American 
So yeah, this is all part of the blockade, yeah, to stop, yeah, so stop Egypt sending goods into Gaza. And sometimes they build the wall, they build a siege with electricity. And now Gaza, all the Gaza, except from the sea, all the Gaza, uh, all the Gaza, Gaza borders have like what is called a siege with the electricity. I don't know what it's called actually in English, but uh, imagine that this, if Vince, once you put your hand on it, Mm. It has electricity. It's so electric fence, yeah. Electric, yeah, electric fence. fence. <clears throat> so yeah. why why is Egypt? Um, so really, Egypt, the government is really like pro Israel. We can say it's. Aligned. You know, I wanna, I, I wanna tell you something. You know, from the Sunnah, I'm gonna tell you why they are doing like this. You know, Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid when he used to fight uh, Virgin. Uh, he made uh, a contract with the Christian, with the Christian Arab, okay. Then that Christian, the leader of this Christian Arab tribe, he went secretly for uh, to the Virgin, to the Virgin, uh, what's called palace, yeah, and he, Persian palace. Uh, he told them like, listen to me, if you want to beat Arab, we are as an Arab can fight, and we know how to fight Arab. Then our uh, Sayyidina Khalid, he was sending a person inside this uh, palace. And that mm -hmm. person heard it. Then he came to Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid. He told him that man, he said one, two, three. Then he said, okay. Then Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid sent another two men to that palace, kidnapped him and brought him back to, to Arab land. And he told him, listen, you said to that one, we are, نَحْنُ الْعَرَبِ أَعْلَمُ بِقِتَالِ الْعَرَبِ you know you are Arab, you know how to fight Arab. Then mm -hmm. he told him, لو كنت حرا لغلبت لكن لم تلدك الحرائر. He said, you are, if you were a son of a free woman, you would never do that. But you are not a son of a free woman. And then this what is going here. So when we want to shame anyone, especially the, the one who works with Jewish, even the hypocrite, the hypocrite themselves, during our prophet, they could not like make that contract with the Jewish. Okay, the they like they they work together against Muslim, but the hypocrite at that time he said to to Jewish when he, when he turned his back, he told him you want to give me your like your part, uh, in Arabic like we translate it to English, like you wanna give me your part, that will never happen. You are Jewish and I'm Arab. I'll be ahead of you. So it's like this, the kind, I'm not saying with to be a, a, a proud of being Arab or something. It doesn't mean anything actually. But I want to show that even the Arab, the non-Muslim, the hypocrite will never help Israel unless they are not son of the free woman. This is what we believe. And this is what Sayyidina Khalid bin Walid said to that Ghassasini, uh, uh, mm. the uh, Christian Arab, his Palestine. So, so how often do Gazans actually work with Israelis? Like, is it you common? Know, no, uh, in Gaza we don't have that much, so it's very rare. But about West Bank, especially Jerusalem, there are many reports for that. But I, I'm not sure about these reports. But in Gaza, it's it's really difficult for like you can find actually. It's not that uh, like it's not that uh, how can we say it's not. It's there, we have, but not that much, or very few, very little. So because, uh, especially these people, by the way, the, the Jewish takes their need. So someone, he, he wants to trade his son 
or someone he doesn't uh, money doesn't have money or someone actually already sick he wants to go to Israel to just to get his treatment and come back so the Jewish will tell him you work with me I'll let you go if you don't work I'll let you I, I will never let you because I'm Egyptian anyway I wanted to ask just yeah. before we sign off um, you know you talk about the cousins taking the battle to Israeli and attacking Haifa and these other cities mm-hmm. other cities don't you think the Israeli response will be a hundred times worse? Of course, not hundred times, but we don't see the like more than one hundred, one thousand times. Yeah, but it doesn't like خلاص the Gaza. What can we say? Like we cannot say anything. Keep, uh, keep, just keep fighting. You know that before this war, the resident wanted to do this war for the. They stop after that. The people went to the street. What are you doing? Just keep going. Just keep fighting, keep attacking. We are uh, we already lost everything. What else we left? What else we have left? Just keep fighting. So when this war came, the Gaza went with all their powers. And subhanAllah, Allah gave them that blessing. Like, of course, mm-hmm. Israel, when they attacked, bro, you are you are fighting like the most the most developed country of the world in terms mm-hmm. of military. Yeah, well, right. America's backing them as well. Uh, so. but not only American, all the world, bro. So they really uh, hurt. But Allah said, if you in takunu ta'lamuna fa innahum ya'lamuna kama ta'lamun. If we are hurt, they are hurt too. Hmm. Yeah. If you are suffering, they're also suffering. Yeah, they are suffering. No. Okay. Hard. And and this just this recent um battle that took place. Mm. That's pretty much what it was. It was pretty much. A battle, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So it started when the set- settlers they came on mass into the Masjid al-Aqsa. Yeah, it, it, and uh, and that Masira uh, al-Alam, it's like a flag march. They just wanted to show their power that this our place. They wanted like yeah. to make the control over this place. Okay. So, but this like when when they when they were there, Gazan attacked. Actually, why like you know that it, uh, the clashes happened four or six days before Gazan moved, right? So Gazan didn't move. They were waiting for that moment. Just come, I'll show you. And then uh, they attacked. And after that, all these protesters, Jewish protesters, they ran away. Even the message is not accurate, bro. It's not accurate at all. It's not, we mm. don't say at all, but it's not accurate. Why, why do you fear it? You are living next to the mosque. Do you think Gazan will attack the mosque itself? Yeah. But subhanAllah, they ran away. SubhanAllah. And I think on that note, we will wrap things up. Uh, Yusuf, it was great to have you on. It's a very uh, enlightening discussion on the situation in Gaza and where things will go in the future. And we pray that the things get the situation gets much better uh, in Gaza. Thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. And and once again, to our audience, uh, thanks for stopping by the Caravan Sarai. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, guys.